Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Scott Duffy. He's the founder and CEO of Content.Market. He began his career working for best-selling author and speaker Tony Robbins, and then he went on to work for several big media brands, some of them like CBS Sportsline, NBC Internet, and FoxSports.com. Then he founded Smart Charter, which is an online booking tool for private aviation, and that was eventually acquired by Richard Branson's Virgin Group. Scott's a keynote speaker who champions entrepreneurship. He has spoken at the New York Stock Exchange, and he's provided commentary for numerous media outlets, including CNBC, Fox News, and CBS Radio. He's a best-selling author of Launch, a blueprint for entrepreneurs to launch and grow successful companies. He's a contributor to Inc.com and currently lives in Southern California with his wife and two children. Welcome to the show today, Scott. Hey, it's great to be here. I'm a huge fan. Thank you very much. Um, you have a book called Launch, and it, it, like you said, it's a blueprint. It talks about a lot of different things that any entrepreneur should know in order to successfully launch a business. But, you know, that it, it goes further than that because you can apply some of the same things, as, as you've said before, to an existing business when they're thinking about, launching a new brand, launching a new uh, line of services, products, uh, all of that, or, you know, going into a new geographic territory. So let's just get right down to the fundamentals. What's the first thing that an entrepreneur needs to do when they're launching a new business, new product, new service? Well, I think it's to focus on the personal stuff. You see, it's interesting. When most people are launching, um, what they're focused on is, you know, uh, lessons on how to build the right plan or the right team or, or you know, uh, the, the steps that they need to do in order to raise outside capital, things like that. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything that I've learned in, in my career, it's this. It's, it's 80% of what it takes to be successful as a business owner has nothing to do with business. It's all about managing the personal stuff. It's it's the ups and downs that we go through every day as entrepreneurs. So true. It's learning how to manage our personal finances and our relationships around us. And so what I like to do is focus really on that area first because the business stuff, that's easy and anyone can teach you that. Okay, so what are the, some of the first things, questions that you should ask yourself to make sure that your entrepreneur material well, the first question is, you know, how much am I willing to risk? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, not just financially, but in terms of the time I'm willing to dedicate to this this effort. And, and and this is a really important question if you're an existing business owner. And the reason is, what happens with a lot of existing business owners is, you know, they they either get they get caught up in their success, or 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 they're used to doing things a certain way, and they've had maybe success in one area, and they think that that success can be easily applied somewhere else. Mm-hmm, true. And, and so it's really clear to get you know to to get clear on. Uh, you know, how much financial risk you're willing to take and literally take that money and put it in a separate account on day one. 
Because what I've noticed is this, is particularly for people that have existing businesses, successful businesses, is, is they get overconfident, they get caught up in the process, and they keep throwing money at something. And before they know it, there's little money left in the existing thing, right? And, right. And because they, they just lost track. Yeah. But if you separate the risk, you know, the financial risk into a different account, what happens is it really becomes real and you start you start thinking kind of less impulsively and um and it's a great place to start. Yeah, and oftentimes I've seen it over and over. Success will breed complacency sometimes. And it's a very dangerous thing. You just get a little too confident, a little bit too sure of what you're doing, and you eventually get into a rut and the rest of your competition's passed you by and sometimes it sneaks up on you and you don't even realize it before it's too late almost. I read a great study um, from Harvard just recently, and what they did is they took a look at arguably, you know, the most successful entrepreneurs in our culture, people who had founded a company, grown that company, operated it, taken it public, right? So they were very successful, had successful exits through their IPOs. And then what happened in the next business that they started? And the interesting thing is, when you take a look at that group of people, less than 30% of them are successful in their next business venture. So serial entrepreneurism is a lot harder than it looks. Uh, just, exactly. Yeah. Like you said, it doesn't always transfer. Now, you talked about the financial risk. Now, there's also a personal risk, too, because you have to make sure if, you know, and most of us have families, but if you have a family, you have to make sure that they understand, too, how much of a time commitment that it's going to take and uh, j just what their role is going to be, because they're, whether they're legal partners in your business or not, they're your partners. They're support partners. They're idea partners. They're there when you want to kick something. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Well, you know, a couple of years, I had a, an opportunity to work on an event with Howard Schultz mm. and, you know, Howard, the, the CEO mm -hmm. chairman of Starbucks. And I personally, I'm such a big fan of what Howard's done. I probably use Starbucks as an office, you know, like, <laughs> like most people. Yes. Uh, All been there. <laughs> and, and I remember that, that I was so excited to hear Howard talk about what it took to build companies. And the room, by the way, was filled with two, 300 entrepreneurs. And, and when Howard delivered his speech, honestly, it sounded like a press release. Like it was just corporate and it was done. And at the very end of that evening, um, there was an opportunity for Q&A. Mm -hmm. And uh, a good friend of mine was the last person to ask a question. And here's what he asked. He said, Howard, he said, you know, I love you. I'm, I'm, I'm probably your biggest fan. He said, I go to your store every day, I buy your coffee. He said, but here's the thing. If there's anything I've learned listening to you tonight, it's that I'm nothing like you. He said, because tonight when you talked about struggle as an entrepreneur, you were in a period where you had a billion dollars in your pocket. Mm -hmm. And he said, when the people in this room are struggling, and going through what you just talked about, they're just trying to figure out how to make payroll. Right. And feed their families. Absolutely. And so he said, look, again, I love you. And he said, I, he said, but I just learned I'm nothing like you. And he literally turned around and just sat, like, there was no question. Yeah. That, that was it. Just a statement. And I'll, I'll never forget what Howard did because it made me such a big fan. He stood up. And he walked across the stage and he said this. He said, look, he said, I'm exactly like you. Let me tell you a story. He said, when I was a young guy, um, I was a salesman. 
And um, I had a sales trip that was booked to Seattle. And while I was there, one of the companies I called was a small coffee house called Starbucks. And he said, I really fell in love with the city of Seattle. And, and I really liked the guys at Starbucks and what they were doing. And so eventually I asked him for a job. And Howard was hired by that early Starbucks crew and, and he became a marketing guy. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because Howard's big idea is the marketing guy was he wanted to take an espresso machine and put it not behind the kit, but in front of the counter so that people could see their custom drinks being made. Uh-huh. And you know what they did? They fired him. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so bummed out and he was all, all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, he, he eventually went and he, he licensed the rights to take another coffee brand and make a thing out of it. Mm-hmm. And he was in Seattle, and one day he gets a call from his father-in-law. And his father-in-law says, Howard, i got to sit down with you. we got to talk. And Howard knew what was coming. He said, look, my father-in-law said, Howard, I love you, I respect you. And he said, and I know you've got this passion for this business of yours, but here's the problem. For 18 months, you've been working on this business without a paycheck. Right. And the only person bringing home money today is my daughter, your wife, and she's like eight months pregnant. <laughs> a little bit worried father there. <laughs> right. And he said, so, you know, I'm just saying this respectfully, Howard. Maybe it's time that you put this dream, this thing on pause, right? Or drop it all together and get through this time. And Howard was so bummed out. He, he went home, brought the keys, told his wife, he said, here's what happened. He said, I'm ready to close down tomorrow. But here's what she said. She said, look, Howard... This isn't just your dream, it's our dream. Mm-hmm. This isn't just your vision, it's our vision. And if it takes us all night, we're going to figure this out. And I think what I learned in that moment is this. As, as business owners, the most important part of our companies aren't us. I mean, I used to think that, that I was most important because I, like, I had the idea, you know, or I had the fancy mm-hmm. titles. Right. The most important person in all of our companies is the person we come home to. And it, they're not the CEO, the chief executive officer. I call them the CVO, B-O? the chief venting officer. Ah, okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it is like the lousiest job in the company because what happens is these are people, by the way, that typically are just as invested in this business as we are. The difference is they're standing behind us and they're lifting us. Like they're, they're supportive of us trying to go out and achieve our dreams, Right. Usually they're just as financially at risk. But what I've learned is here's what we do as entrepreneurs, as as, as business owners. Sometimes it's like it's a lonely job, you know, because there's things that are going on that you can't tell anyone. You don't want to tell your investors. You can't share with your employees. So you go home at the end of the day and you just vent to that person (laughs) at home. Oh, I'm sure all of our listeners are, are identifying with this 100 percent right now. Wow. So, and here's what's ha- what happens. What happens is it's 11 o'clock at night and we just got it off our chest and we feel great. And we sleep like <laughs> Your partner can't sleep. They're so worried now. <laughs> That's what happens. That's what happens. So, so I think that it's really important. Like when, when someone asks me, what's the first thing to do when starting a business? I always say this, go have a cup of coffee. Go take that spouse, that significant other, your close family members, whoever it is, and take them out and get on the same page with regard to, number one, how much financial risk you're willing to take. 
how much time you're willing to, because I've learned that I would rather risk less and have you know, like be on the same page as my, my spouse mm-hmm. versus risk more and have that person like living a life with like knots in their stomach. Right. And eventually you end up risking your marriage. I've also seen that happen. So now there's an entirely different dynamic at play whenever you have a couple who co-owns a business, because (laughs) what do you say to those kinds of situations? Get help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. I think think that it's really important um, at the beginning of of, of it. It doesn't even have to be at the beginning. You know, if you're in that business now and you're in that situation now to go have a cup of coffee and and really start by getting clear on what roles are. Yeah, definitely. Because where I find the the, the, the biggest problems with those kind of businesses is that um, is that the, the partners they 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 both want to have the same role, and as a result, um, they argue over simple decisions. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and and that just leads to all kinds of problems. First in the business, but then it translates to the marriage. Sure, and it's, it's wasted energy. And if you have employees and it spills out in front of them, they're confused. It, it's just a mess. So that differentiation of roles is critically important. And when we get back, we're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, I want to talk about more about employees and how to build that great team. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at ithinkbigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at ithinkbigger.com. Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? First, I had to decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more, so I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore, and frustration a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been visiting here this morning with Scott Duffy, the founder and CEO of Content dot market. He's a best-selling author of a book called Launch, a blueprint for entrepreneurs to launch and grow successful companies. He's very familiar uh, face with the major media. I'm sure you've read some of his pieces or you've heard him on uh, some of the other networks. Today we're talking about his book and some of the key points in it. When we closed the last part of the show, we were talking about what uh, what it what it takes to uh, be an entrepreneur and, and that 
really important CVO, as Scott calls it, the chief venting officer or your partner, um, that, that is a key person on your team. I want to talk about what is the key to building a great team. But first, of course, before you can build a great team, you have to be really clear about what your job is as an entrepreneur itself. So what would you say is the most important job for any entrepreneur? I would say it's it's getting to understand you know what uh, you know what they bring most to the business you know what 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 you see I, I think that there's three different types of of entrepreneurs you've got you know people that are visionaries mm-hmm. and those are the people that that typically can can see down the road they think conceptually that you know they can develop the business they can get uh, the vision they can get you know they they get people behind them. Um, but typically they're, they're the kind of people that don't want to operate the day to day of a company. Right. right. So you got your visionaries and that's great. By the way, every company needs all three of these people. Yes, they so do. <laughs> then you got your operator and mm-hmm. this is the person that, that is able to take that vision and translate it into kind of, uh, uh you know, an operating machine, right? Mm-hmm. They're the person that likes to manage the day to day, um, to build kind of like the guts of that business and operate it. And then you've got what I call kind of your sharpshooters. And, and those are the people that are, are really awesome at a particular thing, like a mm-hmm. skill. They may be a great, you know, coder or salesperson or, or, or whatever it is. I think the most important thing that we have to do as, as entrepreneurs is get clear on, you know, who we are and what we do best and then fire ourselves from every other role in the company and focus on that one thing. Yeah. Because if you do that, I believe you can move further, far, you know, faster and, and with a lot less capital, you know, by just doing what you do great. Yeah, and that, that is something that is very hard for most entrepreneurs to understand. And, of course, because of cash constraints and, and other problems or other challenges, a lot of times when you first get started, you find yourself in all three roles. But as you say, as soon as you can shed the other two and really hone in on the one that you're great at, the faster you're going to move. I've known many entrepreneurs who are very reluctant to spend that money for the first employee because, my gosh, you know, what a big investment. And I keep on thinking, you know how much money you're losing every day because you're focused on the wrong things? Um, you know, and it's it's drain of your energy to do those. So that that is that is great advice. So so we've gotten uh, our head straight on what role we play as an entrepreneur. How do you go about building the rest of the team? And and this is true whether you're an existing business and you're trying to build a team because you're developing or launching a new product or service too. I mean, it's, it's advice both ways. I live in Newport Beach, California, and there is a, a, a good buddy down the street uh, named Steve Austin. Mm. And Steve is, he created a business called Elite Combines. And Elite Combines is, most people know it today as NFL Combines, it was purchased by the NFL. And basically what this, this, this uh, business is, is an evaluator of talent. So if you're a college player and you want to go to the pros, before kind of that jump, what happens is you go to this combine where they test everything. Like Steve can literally look at the, he, he's probably considered the greatest evaluator of sports talent in the world. He can look at you standing, like you just stare in, 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 in a heartbeat. He can tell you what position you would play best and in what sport. Like it's unbelievable. It's fascinating. Right? Just by the way mm-hmm. you're standing. And his systems, by the way, for, for developing talent and building teams are, are so effective that they're now one of the top recruiting true, uh, tools used by the Navy SEALs to recruit new members. Wow. So I was talking to Steve and I asked him, I said, what is it? 
Like, what is the difference that makes the difference between a guy like Tom Brady, who's number one in his craft, and number two? Right. And he said this, three plays. I'm like, what? He said three plays. He said that's the difference. You see, a guy like Tom Brady makes three plays that the second best player doesn't make every single game. Hmm. And he said, if you add that up, three plays times 16 games a year, four playoff games and a Super Bowl, he said, you have a guy that's made like 75 key plays that the other guy hasn't. And and, and I said, well, what does that mean? He said, it's as simple as instead of taking a sack, you throw the ball away, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Instead of taking a penalty, you call a timeout. And so I asked him, I said, well, is this something that you can see at the combine? And he said, you actually, you can't. He said, what you have to do is you have to study a heck of a lot of game tape. And you have to what you really have to look into a person's background and see what they've done before. And, and I think that one of the biggest challenges that, that small, you know, that businesses have today is that is entrepreneurs and, and small business owners, we are so doggone busy yes. in our business yes. that we don't take the time that's required to really look at a person's background to see how it is they performed before. Mm -hmm. Because there's so many variables in every business. There's so many things that you can't control. The only area in business where you have perfect information is what a person has done or failed to do in the past. So what we have to do is we gotta do our homework up front. And we really have to make that a priority in the time for it. Because one player that does a couple of different things every day, the number two completely can change the construction of your business. Yeah. And it's amazing when, when you break it down like that, because, okay, a couple plays, three plays difference. It's not, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but like you say, it, it can affect the outcome and it not a, can affect, it does affect the outcome of a team's season. Uh, but it's three plays a game, three plays a game. That's all it is. Such a fine line there between, uh, you know, so-so and extraordinary. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, but it's achievable because it is just a small difference, but compounded, it means everything. All but, right. But, but when it comes to building teams, mm-hmm. that, that here's here's the problem. Instead of focusing on three plays, because I know I know business owners, right? You you can hear that and you can say, I get it, and that makes sense. I'm going to do that next time. But there's a funny thing about business owners. A lot of the time, they don't think it's their gut. Right. You're, that's right. true. <laughs> and so it's like, that's cool, but it's my gut. You know, and, and I guess the, the message today is this. It's, it's that if you want to build a great business, not one that's good, right, but, but a great business. You know, it's, it's like, you know, Tony Robbins used to say to me, he said, you know, if he, he, said, he said, if you just make, you know, that, that 1% change every single day mm-hmm. you, and you add it up, you know, over a day, a week, a month, a year, and you graph that, you plot that out, you know, it turns into a huge difference. And, and there's really, there's three kinds of companies that I see in the world today. The first is, you know, what I would call the one getting poor performance. The second is the one getting, you know, good performance, doing a good job. Mm-hmm. The third is the kind that's doing like a great job. And, and, and if there's anything I've learned, it's that whatever, like whatever level you perform at today as a business, you always get results that are one level below. So let me explain. Yeah. So if you go out there today and you do a great job every single day in your business, you're going to get good results in the market. Okay. If you go out there and you do a good job every single day, you guys do a good job, you're going to get poor results. 
If you do a poor job, you're out of work. And the reason <laughs> is it is just so doggone competitive out there today. There are a ton of people out there that are working hard, doing a great job. So what I've learned is there's like one level just above great every single day. It's like exceptional. And the thing is to go from doing you know, a good job every day to a great job is a whole lot of work. But to go from great to exceptional, it's like the small things every mm-hmm. single day. Yep. Right. And, and, and that's all it takes. And so what I really encourage is, you know, sometimes gut's important, but man, one player making three plays could completely change your business. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's so achievable. It's so little, but you got to get focused on it and you, you got to make the commitment, as you said, to find those people, look through that, that game tape and find out what they've achieved in their past. Because like you said, it's a good forecaster for what they're going to be able to do for you. Scott, we're out of time. Uh, when somebody listens to this and, and hears everything you have to say, I just know they're going to want to read your book. So where do they go to buy that launch? Uh, you can hit bookstores all over the country or go to amazon.com. And uh, I'd love to invite you to, to come to my website at uh, scottduffy.com. Okay, that's Scott, C-S-C-O-T-T-D-U-F-F-Y.com. Scott, thank you so much for being on the show today and appreciate all of the insights that you have to share. Thanks for taking the time to do that. Thank you. Okay, have a great day. You too. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.